your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. Got a fun show. Hopefully, it'll be a fun show. We'll see how fun these guys are. These are military people, so they might not uh, be at all that. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we've got in studio some of the Airfest attractions. We got. Are you, how's that? Can we call you attractions? <laughs> sure, that works. That works. <laughs> F-35 pilot Kristen Beowulf. So we go and. Ba- are you a fan of like the books, the mythology? I don't even know. I didn't read up all on the Wikipedia on Beowulf. I don't know. Or you just. What's the story there? Uh, you don't pick your own call sign, but uh, oh, yeah, that's what I they call you. me at work. So okay, that makes sense. So it's not it's, it's not your fault, Krista. Uh, Krista <laughs> Beowulf. She's a she's a pilot of. I call it the trillion dollar jet. So you guys might f- think that's. Uh, but uh, the the is it the newest? It's the newest, like most. I guess describe the F thirty five Lightning two. Lightning two is that what you is that how you say that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the Lightning one was the P thirty eight a while ago, and so we've got the Lightning two right now, the F thirty five. So it's the newest one, still coming off the production line in Lockheed. Um, so we're still getting new jets all the time, actually. Um, but yeah, the newest fifth gen fighter jet out there. Now, is it? Uh, when are we going to do electric jets? When are we going to do that? Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, so the first thing I, th- I saw, for, well, I, as I was coming in this afternoon, you guys came early, so thanks for that. I didn't get to see you land. Uh, but I did see you on the horizon. I was like, whoa, those are so. The, and then and then the Blue Angels are like fancy. Those are blue, you know, whatever. And then you see yours, and you're like, oh, those are definitely, you know, they're a little bit more intimidating when you look at them on the tarmac. Um, and the first thing I noticed was, uh, and it wasn't you guys. It was some, you know, you got you got a crew working. Uh, they were putting those uh, silver vis- windshield visors inside the jet. So we've got this big expensive jet, and we can't, uh, we don't have like automatic tinted windows or anything like that. What's going on? Uh, unfortunately, we do not have automatic tinted windows. Uh, but those visors you're talking about in reference to, uh, that's actually a solar cover. So with the sun beating down on the jet on the tarmac, incredibly hot so we have to put the solar cover on there to protect the uh, actual computer of the jet yeah it'll just everything will melt you, you yeah. think they'd automate that and and that's in the works that guy talking there is technical sergeant tim erickson he's uh he's you know informing he's not a pilot so what's your job then so i'm actually are you the wind visor you're the sun visor guy, I'm, the sun visor guy. <laughs> uh, I'm actually one of the narrators for the air show and as okay. well as uh in charge of all the aircraft maintenance on the team okay so, so um i'll get this question right out of the way Kristen. um you're a female pilot. You're, you're probably – do you know how many female pilots are in the Air Force? Uh, I don't know the exact number. Traditionally, it's around 4% uh, of Air Force fighter pilots are female, mm-hmm. um, and the rest are male. And right now we're, we're out of Utah, so we're right about 4% out of, you know, 100 dudes. There's about four girls in the, the whole wing. So Okay, so and uh, you get this question every time. So do the inspiring – female pilot but i don't know is it is it a little bit different going through all this as a female pilot is there is there or has the military made that you know there's some there there's always a, some news story about that but like can you just talk about your experience in getting to this to this level yeah generically no there's no difference right the military is a merit-based and rank-based system a very structured system and the same holds true in pilot training so uh, you're held to the exact same standards as everybody else you're graded the exact same way uh, you either fly the airplane well or you don't um, and so the best people in the class are going to make their way to the top, and uh, hopefully you're ranked according to just how well you can fly the airplane. Now, are you going to get ripped on for calling it an airplane? <laughs> Instead of a fighter jet? <laughs> yeah, <I don't> know. <laughs> well, in pilot training, it is an airplane. I guess it's a propeller airplane to start off with. But, okay. Uh, and yeah. I think what everyone wants to know is we got to get this question from the Air Force people every time. Is uh, in, Now, this is actually this is almost a dated question now, but Dave would, Dave would be able to – I asked Dave this the other day, but Top Gun – 
ridiculous movie, Tom Cruise, Top Gun, ridiculous movie, or a movie that Air Force people love? Uh, I think everybody loves that movie because it's just awesome flying. Uh, I honestly haven't seen the whole trailer for the second Top Gun movie, but I'm super excited because I heard the the visuals and the videography are so much better. Uh, But, I mean, it's a movie that everybody loves, and honestly, when you go out there and talk to the public, most of them don't know the difference between Air Force and Navy. I'm a a volleyball player, so I don't actually love the movie Top Gun if you've ever seen the volleyball scene in that movie. so And you're right, it is a Navy. My dad was in the Navy, so I I guess I should know the difference that it wasn't an Air Force movie. Um, but okay, so Air Force people like the movie Top Gun, even though now you give you double reason to hate it because it's a Navy movie and it's ridiculous. I, I I feel like it's it's not reality at all. But I did uh, in the serious show that I do, I did have the old mayor of Lacrosse on, and we did go over Top Gun to the trailer when it came out, and that's what I did with the mayor one day. Um, all right, so I want to get Brad out of here. Brad's got to do the news, and then we can set up and and, and finish up with these guys, the F twenty F thirty five team. And, and talk to Kristen a little bit about uh, flying this thing. We'll be back after this. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. If you want to text me in, uh, text me places that these guys can go eat in lacrosse. Have you guys eaten supper yet? <laughs> like, where is the best place that these Air Force people... These F-35 Lightning II team can go. They're performing at AirFest tomorrow. They're in studio with me now. Uh, Major Kristen Beowulf. I should just say Major Kristen Wolf. Then people don't get confused about Beowulf. Uh, And Technical Sergeant Tim Erickson. But obviously AirFest is tomorrow. Let's get this out of the way. The whole reason you're here in town is, and uh, it sounds like you're due about an 18-minute routine with this brand-new fighter jet, the F-35 Lightning II. Um, Okay, so... What are you going to do? What kind of tricks are you going to do with this thing that maybe the Blue Angels will be jealous of? <laughs> yeah, so ours is a single ship demonstration flight. So we don't fly in formation with any other fighters. It's just us kind of raging around in a fighter jet for about 13 to 14 minutes of flying. Um, Texan Erickson and his crew will here introduce the whole air show and kind of what you're about to see, the history behind the jet uh, for the first two minutes of the show. And then you'll see the jet take off right in the runway before you. Um, and then we're going to do about a series of 12 to 13 maneuvers of, you know, high-speed pass right over 700 miles an hour, a slow-speed pass right around 100, um, and then a bunch of loops, you know, square loops, high-angle of attack maneuvers, uh, everything you want to see at a traditional air show, but I don't have a fighter jet. When you say you fly this thing, what is, like, what do you, I fly the F-35, or I fly the, like, what do you say as a, a short, ver- like, what term do you use for this jet? Uh, most just F-35. F-35, okay, yeah. so I'm going to say that from now. Um what what can the F thirty five do that maybe maybe the other jets can't do? Like why is it why is it that what what about it makes it unique? I guess. Sure. Um, so it has one of the most advanced fly by wire systems that we see currently. Um, both the F twenty two and the F thirty five are extremely maneuverable. Uh, we don't have thrust vectoring like the F twenty two, but we can perform in a high AOA environment. So you'll see some of the loops and stuff will be upwards of fifty angle of attack um, as we're going over the top. Uh, which also allows us to do a super slow speed pass there, um, which you t- traditionally see the Thunderbirds do. I'm not sure if the Blue Angels do one as well. Um, so you can't take off going straight up? No, that's uh, that. the B-model variant of the F-35, <laughs> and uh, we're the Air Force variant. Um, and then uh, how jealous are, is, is the rest of the Air Force that you get to fly this thing? Uh, Tim, I mean, you're going to have to answer for her. She's too, <laughs> yeah. she, she's too humble she to be totally honest, right? Very, very humble. Uh, no, she, she's, she's in a very prestigious role. She was hand-selected for this position, and she's a rock star at it. Aren't pilots supposed to be full of themselves? And we're just, it, she's, <laughs> That's just on Top Gun. That's the Navy. Just Top Gun. Okay, we're going. Okay, Navy pilots full of themselves. 
Um, okay, you guys told me in the, over the break this is an eighty million dollar jet or so, yes, somewhere sir. around there. Uh, how much pressure is there? I mean, they're all probably about. I mean, are they all up there in the tens of millions of dollars? Is there any more pressure to fly in one versus the other? Do you feel a little bit more like, whoa, I'm flying the brand new thing? Uh, I don't, honestly, because once you get strapped into the jet, you're just kind of in your own little bubble there in the cockpit um, doing your best and kind of habit patterns take over as far as taking off and landing. Um, traditionally, not in a demo world, we're just focused on tactics. Um, getting the, air, the jet to and from the airspace, it's just kind of a, a non-event. You don't really even think about it. It's not really uh, something that you... You know, it stresses you out too much. It's mostly just doing the tactics. Has anyone pulled any? So the other day at volleyball, my friend was playing. I was waiting to play. He left his car open. I shot his seat way to the front. So when he got out, he <laughs> used the steering wheel. Anyone pulling any pranks like that? Are they, they, they shooting the seat way up or way back for you maybe? Because, no, you're pretty yeah, tall. Not any know. pranks on purpose. I mean, people will pull the rudder, rudder pedals all the way forward or all the way back to where you, know, you can't even reach them. Or the seat has different tilt positions that you're just frustrated about. Uh, but not any pranks. No, no. The maintainers have some pranks, I'm sure. It's, it was 90 degrees out there, and I felt bad for you guys out there, and myself, and Dave, too, who's sitting in the studio as well. Dave Larson, who runs uh, the kind of the media coordinator for AirFest. Um, how's the AC in these jets? Pretty good air conditioning? Oh, yeah, it's pretty Actually, good. Uh, yeah. Once the engine started, you can put it up full heat, full cold. Or uh, you probably don't good. even need AC when you're – is it really cold when you get up there? Or what is it like when you're – Yeah, if you're cruising upwards, you know, in the 30s, probably 40s, uh, up to 50, then it's pretty cold. Uh, but while we're doing the demo, and we're only 15 minutes down low, uh, it, it gets pretty hot down there. Uh, so it'll be pretty hot this weekend. Um, what is the uh, the rules with uh, texting and flying? <laughs> uh, our phone is supposed to be turned completely off while we're in the cockpit. Okay, so but really, I mean, come on. <laughs> any, like any selfies up there, anything like that? I mean, you got to keep them pretty uh, well hidden, then I guess the government would know. Yeah, they? you can't send them out. So maybe some <laughs> selfies out there. Um, so... I, I guess where does somebody start? They want to be a, a pilot. Do you have to be a, a, a math genius? Do you have to like where? Do, you know, obviously join the Air Force if you want to be a pilot. But like, and then and then how do you get to the top? Like, I'm just going to call it the top of the top. You're flying the the world's premier jet right now. So how, you know, like obviously, like you're the LeBron James of the Air Force right now. Oh, goodness. Not that close. Uh, well, I mean, he is pretty old now and lost in the first round. So the Luka Doncic of the Air Force, let's call you that. Oh, he lost in the first round too. Anyway, um, but, but but yeah, I guess can can you talk about the stepping stones a little bit from uh, you know high school girl to now the the pilot of the pilots? Sure. Um, so you've got to have a bachelor's degree, whether you get that through going to a service academy uh, or doing ROTC in college, or if you already have a bachelor's and you go to officer training school, um, and six weeks later, boom, you're a Air Force officer. Uh, but once you have a bachelor's degree, you can apply to go to pilot training. And from there, it really just, I mean, there's a bunch of factors that weigh in, like physical fitness, um, your commander's ranking, your GPA is the biggest one. Okay. Um, so I always tell people to study what they're interested in. Yeah. Because nobody cares if you're a math genius. You don't have to be an aerodynamics major. Just be a uh, journalism major? Yeah, but we have, we have journalism, <laughs> journalism majors, turf management, like everything you can imagine. I, I learned, we have it. I learned after college, because I, uh, I was a communications major, I learned after I graduated that all the football players take communications so that they can stay on the football <laughs> team. And I was like, oh, it seems like I should have had a different major. So you were a comm major then? Is that what you're saying? I was chemical engineering. But... Oh, just chemical engineering. That's yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so then I, uh, you know, then you start out where with a, uh, and then work your your way up to. Are you are you, like Tim? Is she just better at flying than everyone else, and she gets this jet, or what's going on? <laughs> so uh, my hype is, man. <laughs> yeah, she's an awesome pilot. Uh, like I said, she was hand selected for this position. Uh, out of the hundred pilots that are stationed there at Hill, you're looking at the one who flies the demo. She's the only one that's actually certified in the Air Force to fly these maneuvers during a demonstration profile. Okay. So. 
And then where did you, what, what jet, did, I mean, is this your favorite jet or do you look back and go, you know what, I really like the F-22 or something like that? <laughs> yeah. I, don't know. I love flying this jet right now. Um, so generically, pilot training is about three years before you're actually in your first combat unit ready to go to war. Okay. Uh, then I did three years in the Raptor and now about four years in the F-35. Uh, but I mean, it's the newest jet coming off the line like we talked to earlier. Mm-hmm. It has the most advanced avionics and sensors and um, it's just so new. And the amount of different types of bombs that you can drop and, you know, go strafe the ground. It's, it's so cool. Every single day the mission set's different. Um, is it cool, cooler flying, like, ridiculously fast? Or you said it goes pretty slow. So I don't know, like, because then you're just floating, that, that would seem like it may be a more unique experience. Yeah, I mean, fast, close to the ground is always going to be cool. Okay. Right? Uh, so whether it's steering a demo profile or if we're going to go to a low level through the mountains of Idaho or we flew, flew through Star Wars Canyon out of Edwards Air Force Base the other day, uh, where they filmed Star Wars. Like, yeah. That's super cool. Not as cool as lacrosse, though, right? No, no, no. no. <laughs> but, but tell me, you come up, uh, where were you flying from? Uh, we flew from Hill Air Force Base, Utah, so just north of Salt Lake City. Okay, so you crossed, you know, I don't know, when you when you start getting to the Mississippi River Valley, what's your, I mean, Utah's really pretty, so. Uh, but what's your impression of lacrosse when you start you start to see the river and, and the bluffs and everything? Yeah, so honestly, you don't see much when you're above about 10,000 feet, but once we started to descend, uh, I was surprised by kind of like the rolling hills, the terrain, getting to see the Mississippi River is always really cool. Uh, so it was really beautiful seeing all the greenery. Um, when the Blue Angels first flew here, they were like, whoa, because like, they were, I don't know, they wanted to make, maybe pretend that they were like, well, the bluffs are pretty high. I don't know. Was there any, <laughs> was there any of that? Did anything surprise you? And they said, wow, it's a pretty rural area. So we're like, well, lacrosse is a pretty big city. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. but, but it is definitely a rural area. Yeah, I mean, definitely kind of seeing the marsh to the west of the field was a little bit uh, different. I didn't expect that. And the bluffs were, they're pretty high when you're flying, you know, two, 300 feet. Yeah, uh, you notice it pretty pretty quickly. Um, will there be any buzzing the tower? We'll go back to Navy reference, right? Yeah, uh, well, there is a tower at the airport, so I don't know. Do you do you guys get to? Do, I mean, what's the funnest thing you get to do in an air show? I guess. Um, man, the high seat pass is really fun. Um, that's 0.95 Mach, so like I said, just over around 700 miles an hour. So that one's always pretty cool, uh, especially if the relative humidity this weekend is pretty high. Then maybe you'll see some vapes or kind of the supersonic clouds start to form around the jet. So that's pretty cool for the crowd. Um, everything's really fun and it always depends on what the crowd's going to enjoy and, and what looks the best. And then is this, uh, like, how does the job work as a, as a, what do you call it? A team? What kind of team are you? you so got? we're a aerial demonstration team. Demonstration team. So how does every weekend you're doing stuff like this? Do you get two weeks of vacation? What is that? How does that work? <laughs> yeah. I, know you're, I know you're in the military, so there's, you know, like, but, but yeah, just describe the job. Yeah. We're not as busy as the Thunderbirds, the Blue Angels. We do about 20 shows a year in the air show season. So typically March to October, we're on the road 20 times. Um, and for the jets are on the road about five days. My main, main team is on the road for about two days longer than that. Okay. Um, so they're on the road about half the year and then, uh, 20 shows a year. So we'll get, you know, stints of where we're gone for, you know, back to back to back weekends and just mm-hmm. barely home in Utah for a couple of days. Um, but we have three week breaks, two week breaks every now and then, but. Once we go home, we're doing our regular job or, you know, practicing for the demos. Yeah, and that, that was my next question. When you're not, is this the fun part of the job? And then you got to go back to quote-unquote work? Oh, yeah. Is this, this is definitely the fun part well, of the job. Absolutely. What is the rest of the, What is the stuff that people don't get to see that when you're not doing the fun stuff, what are you doing as a pilot? Uh, so I get to fly with the local units back at Hill. Um, so we've got three combat units there, and we borrow jets from them to do the demo. But if we're not doing anything for a couple weeks at a time, I'll go fly with them out in the local training range, do normal tactical combat sorties. Um, so that's pretty fun to kind of get spun back up on that and do demo 
kind of the off season, you know, just kind of trade up what we're doing. I mean, you're just, uh, like I get to do the aerial team with the air shows and then I go back home and f- do some more flying. This all sounds like the fun stuff. <laughs> what about uh, just like you talk about physical fitness, you got to be physical fit to be in a pilot. I mean, is there ridiculous standards there? Or you got to run a mile under eight, 10 minutes or something. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, I mean, everybody in the Air Force is the same physical standards, whether it's a fighter pilot or not. Okay. Um, obviously, you still need to be kind of at least in a little bit of shape to you know, fly for an extended period of time or pull a lot of G's um, or do aggressive maneuvering. So everybody has their own fitness routine. There's not a certain test or. Were you ever bothered by the, the G's, so, so to speak, when you, I mean, you must not have been or you wouldn't be where you are, right? <laughs> Did it ever get to you? Uh, they're not the most fun thing in the world, I'll say. Uh, once you get above seven G's, it's it's just a pain. And that's what you um, did to the to the. The two guys the other day. Well, you didn't do that. The Blue Angel guys did that the <laughs> yeah. other day, right? So seven Gs. I mean, you must see someone throw up all, all the time, huh, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta clean up. The... Uh, what was the pandemic like for uh, you guys in the Air Force over the last year and a half? <laughs> yeah. So even though uh, the COVID nineteen pandemic hit us, uh, cut half of our shows uh, for the season. So we still end up doing twelve uh, uh, air shows throughout the year mm-hmm. uh, when we were slotted for initial like twenty. So, I mean, for us to get on the road and hit 12 was, was great for us to get out there. Um, a little bit different, too, as well as uh, as far as the air show side of it goes. Uh, they're more drive-in style formats. So there's not uh, typically a lot of crowd interaction like there would be during a normal air show. So um, I'm trying to check my text. I'm not, not listening, but I want to see if anyone gave us some restaurant ideas. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hit us, with, hit us with recommendations. But I, but We're in I, town for a few more days, so. Uh, but did get a text? Will you? Nobody, no civilians get to go in this thing, right? Like the the Blue Angels, that's totally different, right? Nobody. I mean, you you so guys one, were yeah one seer. Your, your guy back yeah. there was yelling at me about well angles of pictures I could take. I was like, oh, sorry, man. Um, somebody texted in. Has have have you seen Captain Marvel? And if she got a chance to fly a plane like that one in the movie, would you? <laughs> Captain Marvel is more ridiculous than Top Gun, I, I would assume. Oh, I, well, maybe yeah. you love that yeah. movie. I don't no, know. of course I've seen it. It's a great movie. Um, so it's it's an awesome movie. I'd fly any jet if they'd let me. Uh, man, I'm just I'm looking for a restaurant. Nobody's giving me any restaurant ideas. A lot Give of us recommendations, please. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, what are you guys going to do? Where are you, where are you going to go eat? What's the what's the plan for the rest of the night? I mean, you're obviously not going to get slockered up for the before the air show so <laughs> i don't know i've only been here for like five hours but uh no we're staying just downtown so um we walked any restaurants or bars and go hang out with the local community i mean dave possible. you're from here where are they gonna go eat where should they go eat McDonald's? <laughs> oh, yeah. buzzard billies it's right oh it's right across the block go eat at buzzard billies i'll tell you um, and then I'll text your guy when I when the people because I'm gonna yell at people to text me the rest of the show and I'm gonna text you where to go eat. Um, but I really appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, Krista Wolf, she's a major Krista Wolf. She's the pilot EF the 35 and technical sergeant Tim Erickson. And we'll see you guys up in the air f- tomorrow, Saturday, yep. and Sunday, right? Absolutely. Are you saving anything for like a finale Sunday or is it all gonna be <laughs> No, everything's the same. Tomorrow's a rehearsal day, so we try to get honed in on you know what the local environment looks like, what the airfield looks like, and then Saturday, Sunday hopefully is a Awesome show. Oh, last thing. So when you guys landed this afternoon and you were doing the interviews with all the media, that's when the Blue Angels decided that they were going to take off and start flying around. I mean, is that on purpose? Are they doing no, that on purpose? No, they're on a tight schedule. They were scheduled for noon. Is there any competing here, Blue Angels versus that? If I mean, if we'll, we, we'll let the crowd decide. What about <laughs> drag race? If we drag race the Blue Angel, what are they, a F-18 Hornet? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. F-18 Super Hornet. Uh, like, like, are you just blowing the door? Well, they don't have doors. Are you blowing the wings off them or what? I'd like to think we're faster. <laughs> uh, I mean, they, they yeah. can hold uh, 7.5 Gs when we're up to 9. So Okay. So yeah. that's how, how fast does the thing go? Like, what's it? 
Uh, Tossie's 1.6 Mach. 1. So 1. 1.6 miles. 6 Let's do miles per hour. It's about 1,200 miles per hour. 1,200. Okay. And then uh, do they let the, they don't let you do that any old any time because right there's a sound barrier and there's, oh, yeah, there's yeah, a lot yeah. of rules yeah. right. If we went faster than supersonic, we'd bust people's eardrums, break windows. So we go 0.95 Mach, which is around 700. When's the last? Did you? When's the last time you you got to to open her up? Oh, and where do you uh, do that if you get to do Because, like you said, you probably got to be somewhere yeah, safe, Yeah, you got to be right? kind of in the restricted ranges, out in the airspace. So in Utah, we do it over the desert, okay. uh, all the way out to Nevada. So when's the last time you did that? Oh, man. I don't know. A couple weeks ago. <laughs> a couple weeks ago. So you get to yeah. do it once in a while. Yeah. So. You don't hear the sonic boom or see any of the cloud or anything, do you say? Do you make Tim, hey, Tim, can you go ask the bosses if we can open it up today? Is that how that works? <laughs> I, like that. <laughs> I should. Um, all right. Well, thanks a lot, you guys, for coming in and enjoy your stay in lacrosse and have fun Appreciate this weekend. It. And if you guys do get a chance, uh, go ahead and follow us on social media. We're on all platforms uh, at F35 Demo Team. All right. Perfect. All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Dave Larson's in the studio with me sticking around. We put you on We put you on the mic now, Dave. That yep. We get yep. these, these fly boys out of here. <laughs> I guess we can fly girls, right? Uh, and um, Phil Dacey is on on the phone with me. Phil, are you there? How are you go- How are you doing, Phil? Oh man, I'm out here on the ramp out at uh, Lacrosse Airport at Colgan Airways. It is just absolutely gorgeous. It is. It's time for an air show, isn't it? I hope you you got the AC on in the car, right? At least. Are you just sitting? Oh up man, there? I'm standing on I'm standing on the ramp, man. I'm oh. Show guy. oh, you're gonna be sweating, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> you, I guess you got to get used to it tomorrow. Where, where are you gonna be? Where are you going to be tomorrow when the air, well, not tomorrow, Saturday when the air fest is going on? Are you up in the tower? Are you walking around? What are you doing? No, no, I'm, uh, I'm actually right at show center. We've got our air show control tower there, which is uh, separate from the, the air traffic control tower, which uh, takes care of all the other airplanes. But uh, we're, uh, our air boss, Scott Duck, will be up there with me, and uh, uh, we'll be, uh, he'll be controlling the, the uh, show, you know, as the, uh, basically the uh, show coordinator. And, uh, during actual showtime, and I'll be up there with him calling the shots, and it's going to be a blast. I'll tell you what, what a lineup we've got this year, huh? Yeah, you've been doing this since 1998. You've have you've you've been part of every Airfest in lacrosse. Um, let's 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 just do a little history here. What when you when you think of all the Airfests that we had, Dave, you think of this too. I'll I'll put Phil in the spot first, but just most memorable like act that that you've seen uh, performed. Well, I'll tell you, uh, I one of the most unique acts that ever was on the air show circuit ever debuted right here at lacrosse at the deke slayton air fest and that was a legendary air show hall of famer jimmy franklin with the one and only jet powered waco and uh the red rocket was here and uh, that was the first time it was ever flown in public and it was right here at lacrosse in 98 and it, it just blew our socks off uh what a what an airplane that was a biplane with a big radial engine on the nose and a jet engine on the bottom that was that was incredible uh We've had the pleasure of having the, you know, the military jet teams here. Uh, I'll tell you, you know, F-15 demos, uh, which uh, we don't have available to us anymore. But of course, man, we got the F-16 here this year. We got F-35, and of course, the Blue Angels with the all-new Super Hornets. <laughs> this is going to be awesome. Uh, Dave, what do you what do you think? You looking back? What what was a, maybe one of the one uh, performances that well, stuck I, out? Over the years, there's been so many wonderful performers, and I had time to think through this, and I I really couldn't think of. Any one that jumped out because we have so many wonderful performers over the years from the, the military jet teams, uh, Susan Dacey and her big red, and uh, uh, Leroy Butler. We've had so not Butler, but uh, we Leroy Butler, <laughs> former Packer, uh, <laughs> well, been on WKTY. <laughs> we, you know, we've had uh, you know so many performers over the years, and it's just neat. Uh, the military jets are 
really cool. I mean, when I, honestly, like, I so I saw that 35s on the horizon driving in. A, I was mad because I'm like, come on, guys. Like, I, I even was here a little early, and they were earlier. And then, uh, but when I got to the ground, I walked by the Blue Angels, who were, the, the, the jets were on. You were walking with me. And then, but I was looking at, it looked like alien ships, those two F-35s from the back. Yep. And I was like, God, this is really, this is, this, it, kind of intimidating and also like really cool. <laughs> what did you, Phil, have you, you haven't even gotten to see those things yet, have you? No, not not this year. No, I mean, of course, last year was, uh, you know, uh, basically a washout. Uh, I did, uh, we had a full air show season scheduled last year and uh, we did our first show of the season down in Laredo, Texas on, in February. And we're going, oh man, this is going to be just a, just an absolutely slam and air show season. It's going to be a blast. And then, of course, then March came. And uh, we did one more show in 2020 last year, and that was uh, down in Houston, Texas. We did a, did a show with a very similar format as what we have here this year at the drive-in format. Uh, unfortunately, by then, both the Blue Angels and Thunderbirds had stood down for the season. Uh, but they did have the, uh, the F-35 demo was there, and uh, so uh, – that was uh, that was really really cool. So it's going to be the F thirty five and the F sixteen here, along with the Blue Angels. Man, that just that's just awesome. Now, when you look at the lineup here, Phil, I know we, I tried to get your guy here, Eric Edrin. Yeah, I think I said that, and it sounds like this guy is kind of a comedian. Maybe we need to get him on tomorrow. Um, but uh, when you look <laughs> at the lineup tonight, aside from obviously having the 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 military's newest jet right like that's mm-hmm. uh, in and of itself i mean if you just had that thing coming everyone should come and check it out um but when yeah. you look at this lineup what what really sticks out dave said the other day uh you know the the yellow i don't know if it's still yellow but the plane with the propeller on the back but what what other things are really going to stick out here phil yeah there's going to be that's really unusual that's not an airplane i have seen do an air show in over 20 years that's uh one of the uh uh, pushers with a canard up in the front. It's called a very easy, and uh, that that's going to be unique to see. But we've got a fellow here flying uh, from uh, down in Chicago that's with us uh, flying an airplane called an Extra 300. It's a German-designed and built uh, super plane that was built uh, just strictly for hardcore air show aerobatics. And uh, uh, we've got Mike Batman here flying that airplane, and Michael it just absolutely gets every ounce of performance out of that airplane. He does upright flat spins. He does passes down the runway inverted, hanging by his seatbelted shoulder harness where you can look and see him in the bubble canopy of that airplane where he's only about, uh, I'm going to guess, the top of the rudder, which is now upside down, of course. is only about uh, probably four feet off the pavement, and he's going about 200 miles an hour as he goes screaming by, and uh, he puts on just one of the most dynamic air show routines, doing things in an airplane that, uh, I got to tell you, I never thought I'd see an airplane do, and I've been in the air show business now for quite a few years. <laughs> Dave, anything stick out here that you just, you, you kind of, you know, military stuff aside, you're really itching to see? Well, I've never seen Eric Edgren in his show, so that, I am definitely looking forward to that. You know, I've seen the Vanguard uh, squadron before, they're wonderful to watch, but I it's always someone I've never seen before that always intrigues me. Yeah, Phil. So the, Eric's part of your. I, I guess can you describe you? You you must run some kind of uh, where you have a bunch yeah, of we, teams. We've got a, we've got an air show team. We've been in business uh, out of. Uh, we're right on the Illinois Wisconsin border, just below Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, uh, and uh, we operate a uh, full service air show team. Basically, we have um, at this show here. We've got our full. Uh, uh, our operations team, which is myself as the announcer, our air boss, uh, Scott Duck, and his parents actually named him Donald S. Duck. Uh, he goes by <laughs> Scott. Uh, 
but, uh, you know, I guess when you have the last name Duck, you're going to got to have fun with it. And uh, <laughs> But uh, he goes by Scott, and he's the air boss. He's fully accredited by the FAA and the International Council of Air Shows to uh, be the, uh, the liaison between the performers, the FAA, and the airport and the air show uh, in coordinating air shows of, uh, that include teams like the Blue Angels and the Thunderbirds and the, uh, the foreign military teams as well. Uh, so... Uh, so we've got Scott here with us. He's part of our team. We also have our Airshow Sound team. They come to us. Uh, they're based out of um, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and uh, that team has been with us. They've been here along with myself. I think we're the only two that have been here for every show, and uh, that's uh, Claude Spears and Nathan Longwish and uh, Brian Bullington and team, and uh, they're with us here, and uh, they, they take care of uh, not only they provide the PA system, the sound system for the people listening to, the sh- to hear the show, but they, more importantly, they have the uh, uh, all the avionics that allow our air boss, Scott Duck, to uh, communicate with all of the performers uh, throughout the day so they know exactly when they're supposed to be, where they're supposed to be, if there's any issues they need to be made aware of uh, when they're cleared to begin their performance, if there's any reasons they need to knock it off or anything like that, uh, as, uh, that's monitored every second of the performance. So, uh, so again, that's, that's what they provide for us. Oh. In addition to that, we've got uh, several uh, solo aerobatic air show performers. Uh, over the years here at Lacrosse, uh, I know my brother's performed here. Uh, he did the wing walking show with uh, uh, where they do a, did a full free freestyle well, wing walking show. Phil, I, 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 I will while I'm while I'm getting texts. First of all, I got a text that said uh, you're so hyped up, it's adorable. I got a text <laughs> for the text, one of those texts. I got another text that said uh, that that the flying team, the, the F-35 team that was just here, needs to go to the Pearl. So I got to shoot them a text. Uh, to head to the Pearl <laughs> okay. to get some ice cream. So I'm texting and trying to listen. It's really, I'm doing too many things at once. But when I, when I look at Eric's like profile on the page here, how is he, is, 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 it sounds like he's doing stand-up comedy. Is he just going to stand on a wing of this airplane, Eric Edrin, uh, uh, have a microphone? No, actually, his comedy is strictly on, uh, uh, on the ground. The, uh, it's, it's all a spiel on, uh, you know, he's, uh, uh, Eric was a, uh, is a disenfranchised Jimmy Buffett fan. Uh, <laughs> That's what his picture looks and like. Jimmy, and Jimmy told him if he came, told him, he says, if you go to the airport, we'll get you an airplane ride. And just so happens the airplane that Eric flies is uh, has some resemblance, if you're properly motivated, to look like a, a parrot. And so he, of course, ties two and two together. That must be the airplane that Jimmy Buffett told him he's supposed to get his ride in. And uh, and as you can expect, things don't don't go don't go exactly as planned, and uh, and there's a good chance that our friend ends up in the airplane by himself uh, without the instructor who is going to give him a ride, uh, hopefully to uh, Rochester or someplace like that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and like I say, then you get a chance to see uh, some uh, some aerial shenanigans, shall we say? Yeah, but, yeah, sure. yeah. So that that's what happens there, uh huh. Now, Dave, I got this text. You're gonna to have to tell this. You're gonna to have to tell Scott. He says, "Can we listen to the show from anywhere from the lake as we observe?" This is the whole. I mean, no, right? Like, right. no, you can't hear from the lake. No, yeah. we, we are. You know, because we are spreading the cars out throughout the parking lot. Um, we are spreading the speakers out also. So, no matter where you are in the parking lot, you will be able to hear Phil Dacey. Yeah, I was thinking. You know, <laughs> that obviously, you you don't want to hear this idea right before, but like, if you bought a ticket. You could get some kind of like secret code oh. to type in to listen to maybe the broadcast of the air show, nah. but we can't do that now. It's the day before the air show. Good, good idea, Rick. Shut up. Dump this. Don't let anyone hear that. Um, 
Now, Phil, I, I don't know. Maybe this isn't a good question for you, but maybe it is because you're kind of helping some of these guys. But what I mean, how does somebody get into, uh, you know what, I'm going to fly airplanes in a in, in the vanguard. You know, I'm going to do a, be a stunt pilot. That seems like a ridiculous thing to try to be as a profession. You know, it's one of those things you, you know, <laughs> I don't know. There are, there are kids that, as, as you'll read, there are, you know, there are, there are kids that they went to an air show and they, and they saw the Blue Angels fly when they were seven years old and said, that's what I'm going to do. And uh, that's, that's pretty common, in all honesty. Uh, you know, where they grew up and looked at or as a kid, they looked at the sky or went to a show with their dad or grandpa or something and just went, well, that looks really cool. But basically, you know, it's like anything, A, <laughs> you gotta learn how to walk before you can run, and uh, so, so basically, you need to just get, get your basic uh, flight training, get your private pilot's license, and that type of thing. Build experience, um, and as you get up to, uh, I'm sure like uh, Michael Vacton, who flies, uh, like I say, he was on the United States World Aerobatic Team uh, in the in the unlimited category, and you'll see when you watch him fly, you'll see why that's the case. But uh, Michael. Uh, Learned to fly in a little Cessna, uh, just like everybody, you know, like, you know, just off the street. And uh, then said, you know, I'm, I really, you know, would like to take it to the next level. And uh, he started doing basic aerobatics. Uh, probably had, you know, 300 hours total time. And uh, then just, uh, you know, dedicated himself to that. It's obviously something that does demand dedication if you want to become well- a curious uh, aerobatic pilot uh, it's, it's something they can do part-time it's such a funny concept and i think maybe if you went the military route it'd be a better better avenue to getting trained for some of this stuff but the so if i want to do tricks on my bicycle you always see the movie where they put 100 mattresses out and you do the tricks and you land in the mattresses <laughs> yeah. it's not like you can put 100 mattresses out and crash your airplane into some mattresses yeah no yeah you actually can go to there's uh there's some outstanding uh aerobatic training schools that you can go to to get the, all the basic stuff dialed in where you can learn, hey, you know, here's what, if I, if I mess up this maneuver, here's how I recover and, uh, you know, stay alive to do it again tomorrow. Oh, that um, makes sense. I didn't even think of that. It is, on, <laughs> it is unforgiving. Um, um, you know, uh, that's one thing, you know, you do have to be dedicated. You do have to, uh, you know, you can't, uh, you really, it's really hard to be a serious aerobatic pilot and also be a serious boater and a serious uh, motorcyclist and all those kind of things. You know, you, it's one of those things where you really have to dedicate, uh, you know, a combination of uh, time and money to, because obviously it's not cheap. Um, you know, the, the airplane, uh, like you'll see Mike fly, if you're going to buy that airplane new today, it's over a half a million dollars. Um, and uh, its only purpose is to do uh, really aerobatics and that type of thing. Now, Phil, Dave... Uh, um, Phil, Dave, maybe you can answer that. Like, if there was not military, but just like the, is there the stunt pilot that and maybe you got him, but I don't know if you got, you would have probably advertised that a little bit more. But who would be the guy that we would need to get that isn't a military flying team? Is there a well, guy? Well, there are, there are several really say. good I, I uh, civilian teams or several good civilian performers. Really and they've all so many been here teams. at Lacrosse, to be honest. I, I can't think of any top of the line performer. Can you, Dave, that hasn't been at Lacrosse at some point? Um, yeah, I just, Dave, do you, do you, do you think there's any, do you have any in mind? I just, no, uh, none that I can think of offhand. That would, uh, I mean, there's a team, uh, the aeroshell aerobatic team, uh, flies a spectacular aerobatic demonstration. We work with the Phillips 66, uh, team. They're outstanding as far as formation, as far as solo aerobatics. Like I say, we've had, uh, basically all the premier solo performers have been here in lacrosse, uh, there's a, uh, um, you know, there's a, 
right now, if you're to say, hey, you know, there's there's a fellow out of Tennessee that uh, uh, is known around the world as just, uh, you know, an outstanding air show performer, fellow named Skip Stewart, who, uh, who we work with a lot of shows with. Um, uh, there's, uh, like I say, just, uh, there's just, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a group of just absolutely incredible world-class you know, air show pilots that are out there that are that were always civilian, uh, never military. And uh, conversely, there's uh, you know the military guys too. All right, Dave. Um, if we 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 can't have an air fest without a military team, is that is that how that works? But what if you got some of these uh, just top of the top regular guys? I don't know. Like we're not going to have an air fest next year. Right, it would be an outstanding air show if we only had civilian. If we didn't have the military. But we, at Airfest, we decided a long time ago we would only have an air show if we had the Blue Angels or the Thunderbirds just because of the crowd draw. We have bigger crowds. Because we had many air shows when we did not have the Blue Angels. We didn't have uh, bigger crowds, and we didn't make as much money, and our bank account was going lower. So we decided to but stick as, with the As Dave was saying there, the, the cost to bring in these top-of-the-line civilian performers is, is very high. You know, they're... Uh, they demand very high fees uh, just because you know they're operating very expensive equipment. They've got you know you know thousands of hours of uh, practice built in that cost you know hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars to put together. And the problem, you know, unfortunately, you know, I walk in downtown Lacrosse and I mention the name of the top three civilian airshow performers, I'd get a blank look in my face from the folks down there. But if I say Blue Angels. I'm like, oh, Blue Angels, oh, that's going to be great. Or if I say, you know, the F-16 demo team or the F-35 demo team, it's that name recognition, which, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's just it's just the fact of life, you know. It's, uh, yeah. as Dave said, you know, you, you try to do a show with uh, uh, all the civilian performers. You can certainly do that on a, on a scale, but uh, um, it's really nice when you complement it this way. It's this way here, the show can, uh, you know, has, uh, you know, provides the, the viewing public with a, you know, premier combination of uh, performers, both military and civilian, and uh, the show will draw a bigger crowd just because of that name recognition of the of the Blue Angels, the F-35, the F-16. All right, that's Phil Dacey. He's the announcer. You'll be able to hear him Saturday and Sunday. Dave Larson, you might see him rocking around, walking around with a big old camera. Uh, I really appreciate <laughs> you guys stopping in and, and calling in, Phil, and uh, get some water now. And Northside Kent, North Country Steak Buffet is not where anyone needs to go right before they fly <laughs> in an air show. That is a terrible text. You're banned from the show, Ken. Um, all right. Thanks, you guys. Thanks a lot for joining thank, me. Thank you. Thanks, Phil. All righty. Hey, thanks a lot. Look forward to seeing you this weekend. All right. See you. All right. We've got to take one more quick break, and uh, we'll wrap up. All right, let's see where we're at here. Thanks a lot to Dave Larson, to the F-35 team, to Phil Dacey for joining me. I think that's all. Whew, what a whirlwind. That's all I got. Tomorrow, Tregoski's back. We're going to talk with lacrosse, uh, UW lacrosse political science scientist Anthony Tregoski. I better get out of here before I fall over. Thanks for listening.